Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Truly is risen. And no matter what's happening around us and in the world, still that truth continues to stand that He is risen and He reigns yesterday, today, and forever. And even for our nation, a new set of leadership, a new administration, but still one thing for sure. Our God is still reigning. And He is our very hope of our nation. And because He is alive, that's why we could have hope for all of us. So today, we once again talk about Christ's resurrection. And our topic for today is about love. And that should be because one of the products of resurrection life, of new life in us that we have received in Christ is able to walk in the God kind of love. If we cannot walk in love, then that resurrection power in our life is not real. So one of the byproducts of that resurrection life in us is to live in the God kind of life. So today, as we talk about love here in chapter 13 of, of John, he's talking, the whole chapter 13, he's talking here now of his departure. He's now talking to his disciple about his death in the cross, and he knows it. As I started in verse 1 of chapter 13, it says here, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour has come, it's now the time of his departure. That's why he's now talking to his disciples of his departure. That's why he gave this new commandment to them. Like a dying parent, that he has something to say to his children. Listen to do, love one another, take care of one another. That's, that's a parent or dying, last word, a parent to his children. And so Jesus also is talking to them, to his disciples, what to do. And they had here. The Last Supper and washing the feet. Mostly this verse, we always read this in Holy Thursday. That's why there's a washing of the feet and also the introduction of the Eucharist. So the same time also this time, he's talking to his disciples, his departure, and giving his last instruction to them. And in connection with the context of our gospel reading today, he talked to them to love one another, giving them a new commandment. Not really something about to change the commandment, but what's, what's new about this thing he said is that to love one another. 
We are always uh, familiar of that word. You have to love the Lord all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and you love your neighbor as yourself. What makes it new? Because it's not, first of all, to love thy neighbor, but said to love one another. That command to love thy neighbor is universal. To love everyone, even the community. But this command is something new. It's about to love one another. It's talking about them. Brothers in Christ, about the disciples to love one another. He's not saying don't love others, but say to love one another. Why? Because this would be now the barometer how to love other people outside. If you cannot love your brothers inside, how you could love other people outside? Which is not part of the church or maybe in your community, in your neighbor. So he's not talking that, he said, here's a new kind of a commandment that to love only themselves, the disciples only. Like what should, and, and like an, an um, uh, exclusive for them. But as last word to them, have to love one another. Because that love now would prove to the world that you are my disciples. And you also learn to love others. That's why you, in a very simple way, brothers, if you cannot love your brothers here, how you could love others there outside? So that is his commandment. So Hope chapter 13 is talking about his disciples. He talked about his departure of his disciples and his last command to them. So here, so we focus here in 31, because this is our text. And this, his commandment unto them, his uh, instruction to them. said, so when he had gone out, who is this? This is Judas. It's talking about Judas, when he's gone out. Because those previous verses talk about Judas, about his betrayer. He had washed his feet, he has eaten with them, and dipped his bread in the wine. A chance given to Judas, maybe he would change his mind. But still he did not. So when he departed, that's the very first word here. He being, uh, so when he had gone out, talking about Judas, Jesus said, now the Son of Man is glorified and put and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him immediately. So, little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me, and as I said, and as I said to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. So now I say to you. So, from verse 1 to 32, he's talking about his glorification. He's talking about his death in the cross. Now, to his death, he would be glorified. And also, he will be glorified by the Father. He's talking about his glorification and his death in the cross. But he's talking at verse now 34. That's where we're going to focus because it's the focus of our theme to love one another. So we have to be faithful to the theme. And we go around about the message that to love one another. And this is a command. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you, I also love one another. 
By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have loved one another. So this is the commandment he gave. He gave to them a new commandment. Not something new per se that he changed the old one. No, that old one still exists. In the Old Testament, to love the Lord all heart, all mind, and soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. What first he do, something new here, because that first commandment is universal to love others, everyone in the community. But at this time, he's talking to them. Love one another, brothers in Christ. You disciples have to love one another. The specific one. Because it will be connected how you love others outside. You have to love one another. And even in connection with what Judas has done. He didn't really love Jesus. Because he betrayed him. That's why he commanded all of them to love one another. To love one another. That is the command. And to love one another is not loving like ourselves. One second, that's an, what makes another new because the Bible says to love your neighbor as yourself. What makes make new here is that to love as I have loved you. So the basis of our love to our neighbor or to our brother in Christ is how the Lord have loved us. How the Lord have loved us. Because sometimes how we love others as we love ourselves, the degree of how we love ourselves is the same degree how you love others. But this time, he, give, he bring it to a higher level. The Jesus way of loving this way of loving, that's what makes it new. Because you don't love your neighbor as yourself, how you love yourself, but this time, you will love one another and you love other people as how Jesus loves you and me. So, the very basic foundation, how we love other people or and brothers, sisters, is how Jesus Love us, the God kind of love. And said, what is, what, is, what is the God kind of love? What's that? How Jesus loves us. Because we just only focus in, in only chapter 13. A lot of things how Jesus loves us. But because we have to be faithful in our text. Chapter 13 says, what kind of Jesus? What is the love kind of Jesus? First of all, you could see here, in, chapter, in verse 1. Because he's talking now of his death. He's talking about later on about his betrayal. First of all, the God kind of love, the Jesus kind of love, is a forgiving love. He knows, he knows that Judas would betray him. But he gave him a chance. And everyone in this room those have eaten together. He knows that Peter would deny him. He knows that all of them will scatter and he will leave him alone. 
Last minute, laglaga na. Ganun si eleksyon eh. Last minute, laglaga na. He knows, ilalaglag siya ng kanyang kasama. He knows it. But, still, look at that. That loving and forgiving love of Jesus. He loves them. He forgives them. That's why He ate with them. He still washed their feet because that is only one way to show to them how He loved them. Even He knows that they would abandon Him. He knows that Peter would deny Him. He knows that Judas would betray Him, but still He washed their feet. And ate Eucharist with them. That's why in the one of verses in, in Resurrection uh, Gospel that tell my disciples to meet me in Galilee. Even though they have done those things, he know it first. But that after his death and resurrection, he said, come, let them, let them see me in Galilee. He did not change his mind of his purpose and plan for them. Even in the first place, he knows that they would fail him. For us, it's easy to change. We have a good plan for this person. We have a good plan for your children. Maybe like a good plan. But because they have done something wrong, it changed our mind. It's easy to change our plan for them. And <laughs> That is gusto kanda. This is I like for you, but this because I've done this, I will not do it anymore. That's what you we human are. It's easy to change. We sometimes we change without prior notice. But Jesus did not change his mind, his plan, his purpose for them. Even though in the first place he knows that they would betray him, he knows that he would that they would abandon him. That before he would do those things, those disciples, he had already forgiven them. That's the love of Jesus. Like us, we only forgive people if they ask forgiveness to us. Hmm? We forgive people if we see them, ah, he's now changing, at least the babago. Hmm. We change also our perspective, how we treat them, because they are changing. What about people that they are not changing? They're growing worse and worse and worse. Can you forgive them? Jesus forgive them before they have done those bad things. He had already forgiven them before they have done the bad things. He had forgiven them when they did the bad things and after they have done the bad things, still they have, he has forgiven them. It is a forgiving love. And love, brother and sister, would be tested. Love would be tested. It's easy to sing, I love you, love the Lord. It's easy to sing those love songs. But in reality, it would be tested. Somebody would hurt you or would hurt others. 
Somebody would fail you. Somebody would talk against you. They would do something bad to you and me. How are you going to respond to that? You could say you could say about love. You could preach about love. You could sing about love. You could dance about love. But it would be tested. It would be tested. Truly, you have love in our heart. And Jesus knew it already beforehand. But he has forgiven them. So we're talking about in chapter 13. Now, what's the second kind of Jesus kind of love? Go back to our text. It is said, serving love. He was their feet. A show of humility before them. Submission to one another. He was their feet. It is a servant heart. Kind of love. If we cannot serve others, then we cannot really express the love of Jesus because he served them. A symbol was the feet in Monday Thursday, a symbol of servanthood. Serving others, giving your time, your talent, your ability, your money for others. That's what he did. That is how Jesus loved you. That's the basic standard how we love others. By serving others. It's a forgiving love. It's a serving love. That's why our ministry is one way to express a love unto others. We're not just sitting here every Sunday hearing the word. We must commit ourselves in ministry where the Lord could use us because through our ministry, God is expressing His love to others through you and me. That is ministry. Serving love of Jesus. Have to love others. As said in First Peter, he said, "We have to love others sincerely." First Peter one twenty two. First Peter one twenty two. Since you have purified your soul in obeying the truth, we have now the Word of God. We have now the Holy Spirit. We have now the sacrament that help us. Sanctify our soul through the Spirit in sincere love and of the brethren. Love one another fervently with a pure heart. So the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, the sacrament would help us to love others sincerely and fervently. Sinsiro kita, matutuod na paghigugma. No? Have you observed? I, I, when we sing the song, when we memorize the song, I'm free, I'm free, and then 
He taught me how to praise Him. He taught me how to sing a song. He taught me how to love. And that song, I love you with the love of the Lord. This song is sing to our brethren. This song is to be sung to our brethren. But how we sing it? He taught me how to love. You have to face the brothers. He taught me how to love. Or, I love you with the love of the Lord. You are not facing your brothers. You're facing the air. Are you really seeing that song fervently, sincerely? I observe that. Maybe you're so shy or ashamed to say that. Why? Because you are not so familiar or you are not so used really to love of brothers or have developed relationship with other people. We say love. He's talking about here peleo. Love. Brotherly love. It's not an eros kind of love or to love somebody like a man or woman. It's just about peleo. Love one another as a brother. Could you sing that song really from the heart? That, that's why when you sing, I love you with the love. Don't sing it in the air. Or so Face with the brothers. I love you with the love of the Lord. That's singing fervently and sincerely from the heart. When I just sing song of love. No. You have to sing it from the heart. Truly, you're singing to the brother, your brothers and sisters. Yes, I love you with the love of the Lord. So many brothers and sisters that we have to love our brothers from the heart. Sincerely. That is serving one another. And serving from the heart. And the third kind of how Jesus loves us is a sacrificial love. That's why you have Eucharist in chapter 13. He talk about the destroyer, the forgiveness, then the washing the feet, that is serving love. First, the forgiving love, this betrayer. And then he talk about washing the feet, that is serving one another, serving kind of love. And then he's about talking about his death. The Eucharist here. A sacrificial kind of love. That he lay his life to one another. That is love. Willing to lay our life to others. Willing to lay our life to others. Yes. One example to that. I will, I will repeat it again. Everybody is so familiar with that hands. Can you see that praying hands? The praying hands? The story that the two painters, I forgot their name, they're poor. And they, they want to study in painting and sculpture. But they're poor. So one of friends said, okay, you go to school and I will support you. That's why he's manual labor, laboring and laboring so that he could support his friend in that. After that said, after I graduated, I am the one, the one who have labored in manual labor to go to school and the one who finished would also support him. But the thing is, one day when the, that friend there are two German, German, I forgot their name. Then, 
One day, when a friend from the school visit his friend, and they pray, as they talk, and they prayed, as as kids like that, he had seen the hands of his friend that was already crooked because of manual labor. He says, friend. So that is not just a sewing, and that's why he 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 painted that hand. That crooked hand now that he knows, he knows already that his friend cannot paint anymore because his hand is crooked because of his manual labor. That's why that hand is not only about praying hands. It so happens that he draw it like this. But the real meaning means of that first thing is sacrificial hand. That that hand sacrifice for his friend. He sacrificed his own plan and purpose so that his friend will go to school. That hand. Sacrificial hand. That's why also Jesus said to Thomas, look at my hands. Look at my hands. See. It is a, a symbol of sacrifice for you and for others. You see those hands? Symbol of love. Symbol of sacrifice. Willing to give our lives to others so that others could make it. See? That is what Jesus has done. He died for you and me. He died for you and me so that you and me could live, could have new life. So that is true love. We're willing to yield our own so that others. We're willing to surrender our will to others. We're willing to sacrifice for others. That is the God kind of love. That's all the reciprocal of this is self-love. If you cannot forgive, if you cannot serve, and you can sacrifice yourself for others, then that is, means it's still controlled by self-love. But when we're controlled by the love of Jesus, we're willing to forgive, we're willing to, give, to be patient, to give allowance to other people, we're willing to serve, to give our time and talent for others, and willing to sacrifice ourselves for others like Jesus. And when we do that, that is the proof that truly we are his disciples. Not because we carry Bible. Not because we have a cross. Not because of a church. That is part. But the true mark of a disciple is love. The God kind of love. As Jesus has shown unto us. Please stand.